right, welcome, one and all. We're back kind of a week late, but not really because we did put out something last week. You guys week. got stuff, so you calm got down. Stuff. Shut up. Uh, but we're back as the Know Something Nerds. This is our podcast. I'm Twitch Collins, as usual, and next to me, or across the table from me, is... Lucas Westeros Westcott. Oh, he remembers. I remembered. We got a thing of one for you now that involves Star Wars. Oh. But we'll think of it. We'll think of something. We have time. Uh, Twitch, Twitch, Binks? Mm. (laughs) The best character in all of Star Wars? (laughs) Quite possibly. (laughs) Have you seen that video where George Lucas is like, the whole series depends on... Jar Jar Bay. I think I've seen yeah, that yeah, clip yeah. somewhere before. Jar Jar is a key to all this. If we get Jar Jar working. Might have even been in, uh, I don't know if it was in it. It, it had to have been something that was related to uh, the, people the People versus, versus George, George Lucas. Lucas. I think it was in something like that. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. How, how you been since we haven't talked in a week and a half, we've two weeks? Week. You know what I'm really mostly uh, excited to hear about? Uh-huh. Uh, your thoughts on the movie uh, 1917. Oh, 1917. Yes. Ah! Yeah, yeah. So good. So good, right? So good. I got a, I got a few things that like I had issues with. Like, yeah. The story, there was some stuff that I was like, I it didn't really connect with me on sure. some parts of it. Um, I couldn't really articulate what those are directly. But as far as like, God damn, man. Like Richard Deacons, the guy... The guy is a just master at filling the screen with beautiful imagery. Totally. He is such a great cinematographer. Although I I listened to a, a interview with Quentin Tarantino and uh, he called out uh, Deacons on being lazy. Oh, nice. Because he doesn't use lights. Oh, it's all digital. It's all digital. So you can, you can literally fix lighting in post. Yeah. As long as you've captured the image you can go in and do a colorization. And I think it's going to be tricky to so, call him lazy after this movie, though, just because of just because it's of still it. he had to set up the shops shots. There still had to be some lighting elements, mm-hmm. specifically in the latter half when it was uh, flame and shadow landscapes. Yeah. Like he at least had to add the idea of the image in his head, which looks um, so gorgeous. Did you see? Uh, did you see the king? On no, I didn't. You have to see that. I keep being told that, but I just, I don't know. It's, it's Why? I don't know. There's something about sometimes with uh, British uh, dramas like that that I know it's kind of an action too, but there's it's, some of those British dramas that I just can't get behind. Sure. Did you so, like Outlaw King? I did. Okay. So, but I liked more of the, the battle stuff okay. that was in it. Then so. like the story stuff. Okay, so, so the king is very Shakespearean. Yeah. Like every time Timothy Chalamet, like the, it, it feels like you're watching a play yeah. in that movie. Cause it's very much like the camera just kind of sits on one person's uh-huh. face while they just deliver like really beautiful monologue. And, uh, that's pretty much the length of that film. Gotcha. Every time Timothy Chalamet speaks to a character, you are like, let's fucking go. Like, like it yeah, really yeah, amps yeah. you up. He gives some really good speeches. In gotcha. That, but, but uh, yeah, 1917 was, was Dude, a knockout. Dude, Sam Mendes did a knockout job with yeah. directing that because he he really wanted to make it feel like it was one single shot. Yeah. Um, 
and he did a pretty masterful thing. Like, yeah, if you if you're a little bit more hip to film knowledge, you can understand where those cuts happen. Right. But for the most part, like even the ones that I knew that that's where a cut was made, it was really seamless. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. He really was smart in the way that he was uh, making turns on that camera and stuff. Because uh, it just takes a blink of a second for him to uh, mess up, and then they have to go back and redo that right. shot over again. And especially like when you consider some of those shots are minutes long. You oh, know and I mean? then also, like, also to take into account the special effects shots that they yeah. have to do. Uh, I'm not talking about visual effects. Special effects and visual effects two different two different things. things. Yeah, special effects is practical, like explosions on set in scene. VFX is literally that's the stuff that they do after the camera is done rolling. Right. Um, so it's it was really really well done. Uh, George McKay, god dang man that that guy knocked it out he of the park with that, that performance. Yeah. yeah. Um, because the story was primarily around him. Not going to ruin thing. Yeah. For the people out there because we're not doing an episode on 1917. Um, I do have a couple things that I did want to bring up. Uh. I have been on a freaking uh, true crime kick recently. Okay, what have you been watching? Uh, I haven't really... Well, I did watch recently the... Um, uh, Don't Fuck With Cats. It was yeah, a yeah. trailer about a uh, potential serial killer that started posting videos online about killing a cat. You know what's interesting like about that. that story? What? I was following that while it was happening on Reddit. Oh, no shit. Uh, and then they made a movie about it. That's <laughs> yeah. so funny. I saw the tra- Everyone was talking about it, and I saw the trailer, and I was like, hang on a second. I remember this guy. Because I, I would get into a kick every once in a while where I'd start diving into like yeah. true crime stuff. Um, so now I'm listening to a shit ton of true crime podcasts. Hell yeah. Um, Up and Vanished, which is put out by Tenderfoot, Tender, Tenderfoot TV. Uh, when Up and Vanished first came out, I really didn't like it. I yeah. didn't like the way that the guy was doing the podcast episodes the way it sounded, the production quality, stuff like that. But then it kept on getting this like real big regards. And then I went back to start listening to it again and figuring out the fact the guy helped fucking solve the case. Like 10 years later is like, what the hell changes things? Yeah. So he, he blew up of course. Um, and now he's got a deal with like uh, iHeartRadio. No kidding. And he's producing all these other uh, true crime, true crime podcasts. podcasts. That's awesome. Now I'm listening to a few of them. One on the DC Sniper. Uh, now one on a uh, uh, correctional, uh, not a corrections officer, but somebody that was in the administration. Yeah. High up administration was murdered, and it's a possible like conspiracy type deal mm-hmm. so it's like god dang it I, i'm stuck in true crime right sure, now sure this sucks no it i doesn't. shouldn't be i shouldn't be that. well it feels like one of those weird things and like i think that we should do a podcast episode on this in the future where we kind of dive into it because it's weird to be kind of like intrigued by something that is so tragic if you really look at it like the people that we're fascinated by these like murderers in a sense and stuff like that. But what about the victims? Sure. But I mean, nobody really pays attention to the victims. Yeah. But you could make that claim about any other TV show that we watch. You know what I mean? Like, I would argue that 90% of the things that we discuss on this podcast, if you really dug deep into, into who was affected by 
whatever. Uh-huh. Like even in even in high fantasy, you think about like the terrible things that people are doing to each other. Like if yeah, you, if you want to really dive deep into it, it's like everything that you watch is someone hurting. Someone okay, this may way. make me just seem like a hor- horrible person sure. and uh, hypocritical. But and we everything. already knew that the two of us are pretty terrible. So it is true between women rights and the L. Stop making me have to bleep these things out. I cannot let the community at large know what we are shitting on. Every time you mention it, I have to get rid of it. No, you don't. Yes, I do. We love them. We love that. We love the and the I, I have to bleep those out again, too. You're just you're just making me work this episode as a chair. Maybe, maybe. We, you slacked off last week and just put yeah, I, three minutes out on a two-minute review. Three minutes out on a two-minute review, and I made a mistake on that one. That is so funny. I was like, wow. Yeah. He could have saved himself like two minutes or two seconds. If I had, yeah, if I had gone back and addressed that mistake, I put it up because I had to go. So I, I literally recorded that episode, uh, made the edits that were necessary, and threw it online. It was uploading while I was in the yeah. car, and it dinged when it was up. So I pulled up to a stoplight and was like, oh, let's listen to it. And that mistake came on, and I was like, I'm just going to steer an oncoming traffic, honestly, right now. <laughs> Seriously, when you hear things like that, when you go back, you're just like, oh, I sound like a complete fucking idiot. Like, I'm going to just go, you know, jump off a cliff right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. So. Totally. Anyways, the thing that's going to make me sound terrible and possibly hypocritical. Yeah. And my girlfriend's also going to be like, you son of a bitch. Uh, I cannot get enough of the the Fox series 911. It's a ridiculous drama about firehouses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Didn't it's it so start, cheesy as it, shit. I didn't think it started as a firehouse drama. Didn't it start as like a... I thought there was like an airplane crash or something like that. I don't know, but it's it follows a firehouse, like gotcha, uh, in uh, California or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, they have a new one. And the guy uh, from uh, American Horror Stories in it. Sure. Keep going. <laughs> I the new one that they have out is called Nine One One Lone Star, and it takes place <laughs> at a firehouse in Texas, and uh, the che- or the captain of the firehouse is Rob Lowe. Uh, and his love interest, who is the captain of the paramedics unit, mm-hmm. is Liv Tyler, Steven Tyler's daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't stop watching it. There's something wrong with me that I like those shows, even though, like, critically from a writer perspective and a TV guy perspective, yeah, yeah. they are complete shit. <laughs> it's a it has a 2.7 stars. Uh, yep. Yep. Yeah, people people don't love this show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, people are saying very mean things about it. Actually, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm this. sure. No. Um, let's well, back and forth. Uh, we'll come yeah, back yeah. to other things that you've been doing. Um, you on Netflix. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't you seen it. You have to see it. Okay. Speaking of Mr. True Crime, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this you is not true crime at all. Okay. Um, it is, it can be a little ridiculous at some points, but it is one of the, like, it's one of those shows, man, that I watch and when it comes on, I'm hooked into it okay. for every second and it's got me like on tinder hooks right do now. Do they got only t- one season or do they have they, two they, seasons Their out? second season just came okay, out. Okay, okay. Um, it's, it's like, it's another one of those shows where I think one season could have been fine. Oh, okay. But I'm not going to complain about more yeah. of it because this, this season has been so good. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's just one of those like really tense. So it follows a stalker. Okay. Um, 
it follows a stalker. That's an interesting sentence. Yeah, to say. yeah, 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 yeah. Following a stalker, um, <clears throat> but it's 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 he's narrow narrating the show. Okay, so it's it's got his own narrations. You're going through his entire thought process to see how he justifies the things that he does. Yeah, and it's like he wants to be this good guy. And he's justifying it the whole time, but you're literally watching him like tie people up oh, and like damn. keep them in their basement. And he's like, "We had, I had to do this in order to get to you. I'm doing all of this to protect oh, you." Oh shit! And it's like you like you totally see his reasoning. Yeah. And, it's like, and he's trying so hard to be this nice guy, and he's genuinely helping these people out. And you you like the whole time you're watching, you're like. Should I hate this guy or should I love this guy? Because I kind of feel both. And they okay. do a really good job gotcha. with his character. They did such a good job. I, I was told this yesterday or the day before that um, there were like a bunch of his name's Joe. Mm-hmm. There are a bunch of Joe sympathizers like on the Internet and they're all girls. And they're like, oh, he's such a sweet, nice guy. He's so attractive. And the actor who played him had to like go on social media and be like, guys, you are getting the, like, oh, I am damn. a, I, I'm a psychopath. Like do not sympathize with yeah, my yeah, character yeah, 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 yeah. in any way. But it, it was, it was really, it's so good. It's probably the Dexter effect. Cause everybody was like, yeah, I love Dexter yeah, yeah. until like yeah. after season four. And they're like, fuck this. Fuck show. this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying um, to think of like other ones like that, but yeah, it's, it's totally, uh, you could almost compare it to like Hannibal. Okay. Where you're like, you you're like this is fucked up, man. But you cannot look away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you kind of root for him in a certain sense. Yep. You know what I mean? But you're also just waiting for the moment that everything collapses on him and yeah, he gets like yeah. either arrested or shot. You gotcha. know what I mean? So one of those two things. But that's been the first TV show that I've watched since um, this is this is the first show that I've watched since Mandalorian. Okay, gotcha. Because um, I just because of Almo, I haven't been watching that much TV. Yeah. Um, but. But you has been so damn good. Nice. Uh, yeah. 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 Well, I uh, after Mandalorian ended, um, I got a, a, a pincher in my side. I don't even thorn on thorn on my foot. Whatever the fuck the saying is, yep. I can't think of it. I'm a Carson moment on a fucking saying. Yeah. Go a, figure. There's a snake in your boot. There's a snake in my boot. We'll just go with that. Um, I really wanted to check out. Uh, his dark materials on HBO. The book was great. So that's what I keep hearing. It's also like, uh, so I, I knew a little bit about going into it. I watched the golden compass years ago. Mm-hmm. If you're to ask me about anything about it, I was like, there was a polar bear that wore armor and, and then there like, was a golden compass. Yeah. And that's all I could tell you about. Right. It. Um, and anyway, so I really wanted to see it. And, it's shot beautifully. The CGI is not great um, in a lot of ways, but everything else about it is awesome. I love the characters. I love the actors. Um, and I think it's pretty well written, except for the fact that as somebody that is unaware of the history of the Golden Compass world or his Dark Materials world, there's so much that they talk about in that first episode. You're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like you have no idea what the rules of this world right, is. Right, right, right. You have no idea what to expect. And then all of a sudden it starts to flip and you're in the real world too. Um, there's two different worlds. So it's just like, it's good, but it's frustrating. Sure, sure, because sure. Because it's one of those things where like, I get it that you're probably going to answer some of these questions, but I need to know more about the world to really understand it. It's like the world looks cool, 
But what are the the rules within this world? Right, right. So uh, its ratings are very high. Yeah, right that's now. what I saw. Uh, and I'm I'm what I can only guess is that it was book readers who are oh, reviewing sure, this I'm show, sure. um, or the other people who are um, who are rating it have at least seen its entirety. Yeah, is it all out? Is it no? It's not, th- well, it's not. I don't know if the first season's done with, but they only have one season so far. There have. It must be done. the 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 last episode to air was on the twenty second of December. Okay, so could that was be. that was literally a month ago. Gotcha. Um. So, yeah. So I have to assume that they're done with that first season now. Yeah. But still. But then after watching that, reviews. I think I might stick with HBO for a while. Whoa. Yeah. Did I, may, I tell you what I did? What? You go first, and then I'll tell you what I, I did. I may end up getting rid of Disney Plus. Oh shit! Okay. Um, and just keeping the HBO. Yeah. Um, and maybe even knocking off uh, Amazon because I might be able to sneak it for free somewhere. Okay. Um, you could sneak. We should continue paying for both of those subscriptions, <laughs> possibly any day, any yeah. day of the week. If you, we should continue paying for both of those subscriptions. I don't think we should talk about this on the air. In case some asshat decides to rat us out to the Amazon police because Jeff Bezos would be a dick like that. <laughs> right, Still in front of his right. employee's retirement and all shit. All right, I'll bleep that out then. No one will know. <laughs> no one needs to know. You know what, you know what actually I'm going to do? Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We should continue paying for both of those subscriptions. <laughs> I'm going to take that audio chunk and just put it over. Just what put I it said. over that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, sounds good to me. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, those are the big nerd things. That those are your big ones. Um, yeah. I want to talk about Ken Follett really quick. What? What? You heard me. Ken I, Follett. Ken Follett. Yes. Is that a name? It is a name. Nice, okay. Nice deduction, Twitch. Nice powers of deduction. He is an author. Okay. That Carson and I were talking about. Oh um, yes, yes, I remember so, right so, now. So, so just to tell you a little bit of a story. Carson, our good friend Carson from the Conspiracy Theater podcast, go check them out. Con yeah. the Pod. Um, we were all out uh, getting some food, and we were talking, and we, we we got on the subject of books, and he was like, "Have you heard of this Ken Follett guy?" And I was like, "No, I've never heard of him." And uh, he he was like, oh, he wrote this book called Fall of Giants. And I was like, oh, hey, I own that book. <laughs> <laughs> Just to tell you what kind of reader I am, I'm yeah, the kind yeah, of yeah. person to either go on to the Kindle website or walk into a Barnes & Noble and just like literally – I do judge books by their covers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll see so the I'll, I'll see the cover and be like, yeah, that's something I'll be into. Yep. Throw it in the cart, buy it, save it for later. And it was it's it, I bought it like two years ago, uh-huh. and the name just struck when he said "Follow Giants." Yeah. And so I started reading it, and I've actually finished um, the 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 first book in about three or four days. Oh damn! Uh, and what you have to understand is that this is an eight hundred and fifty page yeah, book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I devoured that. You thing. did. You did. It is. So damn good. I have a bunch on my reading list right now. Um, and then next week's going to kind of be a busy week for me, but I'm really excited to read like all of what he's written. Gotcha. Because gotcha. He, he is now like he, he, he is, he is now been added to my possible collection of like books that I just yeah. continuously yep. read on repeat. Girl, the dragon tattoo game of Thrones, and now possibly fall of giants is just 
amazing. It's historical fiction. Um, it's set during the First World War. It's okay. Like, it's it's following the events that lead up and then the events of the First World War. The first hundred and fifty pages, I would say, feel like a season of Downton Abbey. It's very. Oh, I'm out. It's no, no, no. Wait, just you wait. <laughs> It's R-rated Downton Abbey. Yeah, it doesn't change. Switch their sex. Dude, it's got it's okay. got the it's got the same appeal of Game of Thrones. I tried watching Marie Antoinette. Yeah. That movie with uh what, Kirsten Hunt, no, not Hunt, Kirsten Wig. Carson Moment uh Spider-Man's girlfriend Mary Jane uh in in Spider-Man Which one? The The original. The Sam Raimi? Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Kirsten Dunst. There we go. Got it. Got it. Anyways, uh, I tried watching that. It just, nope. Nope. It was supposed to be different than other stuff that takes place in that style of lifestyle and stuff like that. Even though I know it happened much earlier than the Downtown Abbey stuff. but Sorry, what was that? Downtown Abigail stuff. I'm going to bleep that out, too. You don't get to be a- Go for it. Do it. You know, I just realized. What? I, I can't believe I didn't make this connection, but Kirsten Dunst was in Fargo season two. Oh, shit. Yeah. 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 Dude. Fargo season four trailer. Okay. Haven't, it, haven't paid attention to Fargo since season two. Since season two? Yeah. You should watch season three. You keep telling me that, and I'll probably eventually get around to it. Join us next week when we discuss Fargo season three. <laughs> now you got no choice, bitch. I'm hosting that week. I'm choosing the topic. I'm walking in Fargo season three. So I got to binge a whole new season. Join us in two weeks. Two weeks. When we okay. Thank you. Fargo thank you. Appreciate three. that. We can even do three because I'll host then you host then I'll okay, host okay, Fargo. Gotcha, so we got gotcha. three weeks. We'll see you three next weeks. month with uh, Fargo season three. I just think that as a film guy, okay, you would I. I don't know if I want to put this in the archive that is the internet. Yeah. I think it's the best season. Of okay. Fargo. Gotcha. I do. I really do. I think the seasons personally got better as they went on. I, I think the second was season was better than season one, yeah. even though season one definitely is like, it's a retelling of the original Fargo story. Right. For it, sure. It's, it's, it's the start of episode that, seven. I think that of... Martin Lawrence knocked it, or Martin Lawrence. Uh, Noah Halley. Uh, Martin... Uh, Freeman, there we go. Oh, uh, uh, knocked it out of the park along with Billy Bob um, Thornton. Billy Bob playing the bad guy, and that was Amazing. so fucking good. Amazing. Anyway, dude, 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 Fargo season three, Ewan uh-huh. McGregor playing twins. Yeah, it, it that alone should be enough for you. But the villain of season three of Fargo is probably the best villain of any okay. TV show ever. I'll give it a shot. Ever. Well, we'll we'll do it in three weeks. We'll, we'll do, it do it in three, three weeks. weeks. Anyway. Uh, I total tangent. I don't remember where we were going with any of that. You're uh, Ken uh, Fowling. Ken Follett. Uh, anyway, it's great. It's amazing. Okay. And then and then it's just like war and and it's his writing style is incredible. So go go check go check gotcha. that out. Uh, gotcha. Anyway. Anyways, uh, done done talking with our nerd stuff for the week that we've dived into. Uh, this week uh, is our episode sixty nine, and we are going to discuss. The Expanse. I saw the news you're heading to the ring. We're going to make sure it's safe. And if it is another Eros, 
evacuate the Belters and get the hell out of there. Welcome to New Terra. Uh, so, uh, Expanse Season 4 dropped uh, this... Was it before the first of the year? Or just after the first of the year? It was December 13th. December 13th. So yes. just before the end of the year of 2019. Um, that's right. We talked about it in our uh, year countdown. Deal. Yes, we did. Um, so uh, season four now on Amazon. Sci-Fi sold it to Amazon. Best decision and ever. And great decision. Although I will still contend that The Expanse is probably the best best uh series that sci-fi had on its books outside of Battlestar Galactica. Battlestar Galactica is really good. I didn't watch Battlestar Galactica, You'd... but I know that it was huge hit. Like it has a huge How huge have you not seen BSG? Just never interested me. I know. We talked about this with Dune. I have zero interest in reading that book. I don't you don't have to read Dune. Dune's a snooze fest for the first half. Well, you told me that I got to read it. You should at some point read Dune. Uh if no other reason than the cuz I know you're an audiobook guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so the Dune audiobook is done by Scott Brick, Simon Vance, and uh-huh. uh Orla Cassidy. It is really 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 well produced. Yeah. I don't often prefer audiobooks that are produced like that have like sounds going on in the background and have different voice actors and things like that yep. i much prefer just one solid story but since dune is i think it's a 48 hour audiobook yeah it's massive it's massive um it's like it's just one of those things where you kind of just need some changes to keep mm-hmm. that going uh and simon vance was a pleasant surprise for me because he did um, the Black Prism, which was like the 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 some big fantasy trilogy in the back in the past. He did George R. R. Martin's Fire and Blood, so the history of the Targaryens. Guess what else he fucking did? I have no idea. All of the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. <coughs> oh, audiobooks too. That's funny. So I was like just enamored by that. But he's done all of like he's now done the Dune books. Oh, okay. Um, as well, and his voice is so good. Yeah. Um, so you should totally. And I, I will, I will say this: like when you find certain people that, uh, that are the voiceovers for audiobooks, they just click with you, and you like just start looking up for other books that they've. It wasn't the even like that. It was just something that I started bumping into. Oh, that's like, funny. Like, like, I was like, oh, he did this. Oh, my God. He did the Girl with Dragon Tattoos, too. Like, that that was kind of funny for me to find yeah. that out. Um, I just, like, noticed the name of the uh, of the actor on yeah. Audible. And I was like, I recognize that name. <clears throat> um, but it's also funny that you had said that because the guy who did um, <clears throat> the guy who did the audiobooks for game of thrones roy dotras yeah played the pyromancer yep. in game of thrones so yep. that's kind of fun that they like give, give yep. nods to certain characters yep. and whatnot but anyway 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 check that out so the expanse uh is a tv series that's what we're going to be mostly talking about um but it's also a series based off of uh not space novels space opera um by james s.a Corey, which is a um, mixture of two gentlemen oh is it two two guys yep Gotcha. I did not know that. Yeah, it's the pen name of two dudes. I don't know what their name is. Um, who is James S.A. Corey? 
And currently they have eight novels, but they're working on a ninth that they say is supposed to be coming out sometime this year. They are, they've been cranking out the novels and I've mentioned this on the show before. What gets me so jazzed about this book series in particular is the fact that their eighth book in this series is a 100% rating. Oh, damn. And that just doesn't happen. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Like even game of Thrones has slipped now. Yeah. The like book five was a very controversial book for people. Yeah. Um, it's like, you just, I just don't feel like you get that from, from a book series that's been going on as long as that, like event, you can't have them all be winners. And, and it just seems like the expanse has been consistently great. Gotcha. Um, so that's kind of nice too. Um, Daniel Abraham and Ty Frank, who actually okay. directed the la- or uh, wrote the last episode of, oh, this, okay. gotcha. uh, of season four. I believe they also did season three too. Okay. They weren't very heavily involved with the first two seasons though. Yeah. Um, I think they were just executive producers, but, uh, um, consultants too. Yeah. 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 But they're, they're incredible writers. I know you haven't read the books yet, but I don't want to talk too much about the books because they do differ quite a bit. They from the do show. differ. Uh, we could we could do a uh, an expanse reboot like we did. Yeah, with with, we, with, with uh, Ready Player, Ready Player One. One. Yep. Um, and kind of talk about the two together. But I think there's just too much meat to the to the show. Yeah. To like talk about those and the books. Yes. Um, so we'll stick with the sh- show. But all I will say is like if you haven't read the books, they are phenomenal. So um, while we're doing the pre-stuff, we don't spoil the big thing in the first half. But because we're focusing specifically on season four, there will be contained uh, spoilers in this first half from seasons one through three. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after we come back from our break, we'll be spoiling all season four. The whole the the whole whole kit and caboodle. caboodle. So uh, just so you guys have kind of an idea the main story revolves around uh, in the series revolves around the crew of the Rossinati, um, who is uh, captained by James Holden. Um, their pilot is Alex. I can't remember his last name. Engineer is uh, Naomi and their heavy ass weapon carrier, badass Amos sociopath. One of my favorite characters in the he whole series. He is great, especially like he his is, arc. Yeah, over, like his over fir- the thing, him but. in the first season. I thought, oh, he's gonna fucking Kim kill James. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. James is dead, man. Amos or James is not gonna be a dead man. Amos is gonna be dead by the end of the first season. Right, right. right. And the fact that he stuck around, I was like, I hated him at first. Didn't really like him, but now I'm like, not, you're the fucking best, the man. Best. <laughs> Who's, whose last name did you not know? Sorry, uh, I Alex. Like, I didn't know. Come on. Naomi's okay. Yeah, yeah. Naomi's or Amos's last name. Uh, Naomi um, Nagata. So it's in a, a futuristic world where uh, overcrowding on Earth is caused to be a big, big problem. So they moved out to uh, the space station and just kind of added onto it. And they ended up colonizing the space station in space. Um, and people were born and raised there and they're called the Belters. Um, and they can't really survive on that's, Earth. That's how I wanted to start off the episode by saying that. Beltalora. <laughs> uh, they have their own language in the belts too. It's kind of a mixture of like uh, Caribbean and um, uh, some other dialects. Um, it kind of just goes all over the place, but it totally does. Uh, oh, pigeon uh, has kind of a, a pigeon. Uh, that's the Hawaiian. Um, uh, language. Gotcha. Yep. I didn't know that. So, there you uh, go. yeah. So, uh, 
the Belters, and then we also have uh, the Martians, who are uh, people from Earth travel to Mars to try and colonize Mars, terra, uh, terraform it. Creating um, the MCRN. <clears throat> and so there's been a lot of, when we get into the story, there's a lot of tension between Earth and Mars. Um, and then also the belt is caught in the middle and they're basically supplying all the water and resources to earth essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Which is a big business. Yeah. <laughs> and then we also have the shady background figures who are trying to create new weapons technology to take out one another, um, to make a profit or to try to rule the world. Um, and this new alien technology comes into our solar system called protomotic molecule and the governments on the secret government, I guess you could say, try to design it as a weapon source either to basically shoot at a civilization and, uh, riddle them with a protomolecule disease or illness essentially, which, uh, doesn't go too well. No, it affects an entire, uh, uh, space station and turns everybody into these blue crystallized figures. Um, and uh, eventually what happens is they find out uh, through one of the characters that uh, is their Miller, who's a detective, <clears throat> that the protomolecule, the main, the first space station to get hit by the protomolecule, uh, which was connected to an asteroid, is being controlled by the basically patient zero. Yeah. Um, Julia Julia. Mao. Uh, And Julia Mao is trying to get back home, but because Miller has such a heart for her. uh, And a heart on. And a heart on. (laughs) He has a heart on for her. Heart on for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he ends up convincing her to sacrifice themselves, um, and they crash into uh, Venus, which in the books is like heart wrenching. Yeah, the show is just gorgeous. Yeah, like, like it's tough to see. Like it's har- it's it's yep. it, it's heartbreaking, but it is it's really well. Like props to sci fi for. Um, those and then off. in the third season, we get a uh, cameo from Adam Savage, yeah. who uh, <laughs> tries to go down to see what the. Uh, the blue goo is doing on Venus and he ends up getting torn apart and then put back together essentially, I guess, but he's dead. Yeah. Um, and then that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh, tensions are really ramped up between Mars, the belters and, um, earth and in the third season. And, and Christian's just doing a great job. Yeah. 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 (laughs) She's She's keeping it it together really well. She's killing it in season three. Uh, she then, uh, or they, uh, then find out that the, uh, protomolecule wasn't necessarily a weapon, uh, but it was designed to open up portals to other galaxies and star systems. Mm-hmm. And they all come together, all three in unison, uh, to have an armatus, um, to explore these new worlds that could hi- kind of help out with, uh, the expansion, the expanse, the expanse of civilization, and that's where we find ourselves in season four. Yeah, uh, and and I, the books up to that point are falling pretty straightforward. Uh, there, there are some characters that are new and different uh, in the books than there are in the show. Yeah. I think the shows 
I think the show and the book, honestly, its biggest fault, in my personal opinion, is a lack of main character feeling cast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where it's like you do have characters like Christian um, and, and just like some other people like on Mars and you have some people on the belt that, that you kind of float back and forth, but they do very much feel like side characters where like yeah. Holden is the main character yes. of the show. And that just creates some a uh, whole amount of safety for him. Yeah, they do a good job with just kind of like owning that and kind of making him the chosen one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Especially in season four, and we'll get into some of those reasons why in season four. Yeah, but that's like my biggest complaint. Yeah, I wish I wish there was more stakes. You know what I mean? Like every time I see them get into a sh- shitty situation, I'm like. Holden's gonna survive. Holden's gonna survive. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the main crew, Naomi's <clears throat> probably gonna survive. Kamal's probably gonna survive. Uh, you know, like I just that to me, and maybe that's just I don't know. Maybe that's just like me getting a little more familiar with. No, it's 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 a problem that TV has always had. Yeah. Um, when you know a story is focused around a character, especially if it's in the beginnings and stuff. Uh, that person has plot armor, yeah, and you know that they're going to survive, right? It's right. just unfortunate. And it's just, side it just effects. sucks that that exists. Yeah, you know what I mean. Especially like even in Game of Thrones, like toward the end, the inordinate amount of plot armor that the Jon Snow our had, characters yeah. got, yep. yeah. Uh, you're, you're talking your Jon Snows, your Arya Starks, people like that that just survive unreasonable amounts of things. Yeah. But then I also think about like if you drew it to broader t- television shows, like, did you ever watch Person of Interest? No. Resident Evil was pretty fun, but it is only one character in it, and you're like, this dude's a badass. Yeah, and he gets himself into life threatening <clears throat> situations all the time, and like he just walks away with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's just that's just the struggle of like a one man show. You know? What yes, I mean? it is, especially where... when it's a show that's going to continue on for a right, while. So. Right, and I want it to do that. Uh, it just sometimes when the stakes get ramped up toward the end of the each season, it's like, well, I know Holden's going to be fine, so. Um, that's the one area that I can actually do pretty good about taking myself out of that. Yeah. Um, to where I, I know that like in my head, I know that the person is probably going to be safe. Right. But I'm able to suspend that to live in the moment of what that character is going through at sure. that moment of like, Oh shit, I'm going to die. I'm going to go for the fail safe option and see what hail Mary, this what hail Mary this turns into. Um, you know, it's kind of funny that you say that, that like, you and I coming from very different, like different sides of story. Yeah, that's the one area where I have a hard time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disability. It's so funny to it's me. It's so like, weird. And you also have that same problem. It, it's also interesting to me. You have that same problem when it comes to things that feel fake within a story, sure. like the the some of the CGI sometimes. Yeah, like if it's it's mo- meant to be live action. But you're seeing something that's not quite live action. Yeah, which you're is my not biggest problem to... with when sci-fi had the range. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. On the Expanse, was their just budget wasn't that high. Yeah. Um, like I totally see myself rewatching season four of the Expanse, but I will never rewatch one, yeah, two, or three. Gotcha. Um, I'll probably reread the books to get yeah. that bit of the story again. But... Which I can get past that because, like, I, I don't want to sound like a dick, but like I, I see the story more yeah. than I see the. Totally. The uh, person pulling the strings. Yeah. And I think for me, I see the story in a book because you have to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like you have to get these visuals going in your head and they just always look better in my head than they do on TV. 
So that's just kind of like, yeah, it, 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 it's different of, of what we're okay with, like letting go yep. and what you and I are toxic about. But, but you can tell in this uh, season of the expanse that they definitely up their budget a little bit in some aspects. I also think that they went smart with not doing so much in outer space in this season. Yeah. They kept it on the new, uh, the terra firma and stuff like that. Yeah. To where it felt it was easier for them to control things uh, without having to be like completely reliant on everything being green screened. Yeah, so totally. And and I also think that that added like a really nice uh, like base establishment for the show mm-hmm. moving forward from here because the sets were gorgeous. Yep. Um, and also like I just loved the. F- feeling of that first episode where it's like this is an adventure show right now like these guys are exploring new planets like it it looks like a ton of fun yeah um Um, the one uh one thing that i will say that i heard a lot about this series that i don't necessarily agree with and i understand where it comes from yeah is the comparison to game of thrones i get it there is aspects that definitely do feel like Game of Thrones, especially the political stuff, although that we didn't get too much into the crazy political stuff in this season, um, unlike previous seasons yeah. and stuff. But there is that element to it. There is also the element of people that are backstabbing. Um, and for the most part, certain people are definitely not safe. Yeah, um, but I... But I like. I completely agree with you, though, when they say, uh, like, even when George R. R. Martin tweeted and was like, this is the Game of Thrones in space, it's like, yes, but no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have warring factions against each other. It's like, that doesn't yeah, make a Game of Thrones. there's other things that do that as well. Like, right. Lord of the Rings did that. Yeah. Like- <laughs> so are you going to say Lord of the Rings is the Game of Thrones of old fantasy? Like... What are we just gonna start throwing? Yeah, tag, tagging the name Game of Thrones yeah. on things. Just or because. like you could even throw Battlestar Galactica in that too. You could as well. absolutely put Battlestar Galactica yeah. in there. You put Star Wars in there. Yep. Star Wars is the space Game of Thrones. Because Especially that first season was all political, or that first, or the prequel trilogy was all political. All bullshit. political bullshit. Yeah, 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 totally. So I think that is kind of a moot argument to yeah. say like. Oh, this is the game. This is so good. No one's safe. It's like, yeah, there are definitely characters who aren't safe, but there are absolutely characters who are yep. 100% safe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some other cool things that I observed uh, for this season before we get into the spoiler territory soon is that the writing in this with the dialogue between some of the characters is so fucking poetic. Um and not, and it's almost Shakespearean in the way that some of the characters interact with each other. Um, Amos's character in this fourth season, beautiful. Ooh, he, did, he did a chef's kiss. Everyone, listen. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Um, just the way that he inter- interacted with other characters, and um, so just so you guys get a taste, uh, Amos is not afraid to kill anybody for any reason. It's true. Um, if they are going to either get in the way. In his in his way, in any way, he is not willing uh, or he's not afraid to put the beat down, yeah. including killing a motherfucker off. And what's interesting about that in this season, what's really cool 
is to tag him along with an enemy like Murtry. Yes. Who is yeah. similar. Similar. Very of course. similar. Yeah. Not the same as as it, no. as, as like Murtry wants uh, uh, Amos to think. Yep. But very similar. Where yeah. it's like their their ideologies kind of match up in yes. a lot of places. Yep. Um and it's cool to see him struggle with that. To yeah. see like a villain yeah. doing the same thing that yep. Amos is doing. It's that's cool to me. Yep. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so you got any other things technically wise? Go see it. Go see watch it. The show. Yeah, watch, watch the, show. the show. Watch seasons one through three because they're all fantastic. Yes, they're all really good. Get past the the low budget sci fi stuff, even though it's one of the better yeah. shot production wise. I'm not talking about story wise. Story wise, it is definitely superb as it's far as sci fi shows. But it also does a better job with the production value. Yeah. Um, they yeah. really squeeze every dime out of it um, yeah. in those first three seasons and then Amazon, to get the best. And then since Amazon's coalition, like you can just see the promise of the next few seasons yep. of the show yep. is, is looking incredible. Also, to anyone who's like concerned, because I've seen a lot of people being like, is there going to be a season five? There's absolutely going to be a season five. Bezos doesn't just spend that kind of money. Yeah on a show to resurrect it for one season. Yep. Especially when it's been getting the reviews that it's been getting. Yep. And especially when it's been getting the attention, I think it was like the number five most streamed show yeah. of like the last few months or something like yeah. that, which is crazy when yep. you tag that up next to the Witcher and things like that. Um, I also think I saw a stat that there was like more excitement around this than for stranger things season three, which is saying a lot. You mean stranger things season four. Season four, or are you talking about the last? The season? last season. Oh, yeah, gotcha, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Season three. Um, so there, there's a lot of like, there's a lot to look forward to, and yep. we're definitely not. We have not seen the end of the expanse. Yep. Uh, yet. So I think that's it. All right. Uh, we'll be right back after we give you our recommendations for the week. Yes. For this week's recommendation from me, I'm going to give you guys Character Fight Night podcast that is put out, uh, just started putting out stuff. Episode two is up of their series. If you ever wanted to find out what it, uh, who would win in a match between Killer Frost and Elsa from Frozen, or if you want to see a match off between John Wick and James Bond, or the best yet, what would it look like if Batman and Iron Man were dueling in a bra and panty match who they could get naked first. (laughs) If you were ever wondering that go check out character fight night on any podcast platform. That's awesome. All right, Twitch does much better at these than I do because his are all short, so I'm going to keep mine short this time too and just play an audio clip of Bill Fay, who is a musician. Absolutely astounding. I've been listening to his music pretty much on repeat for the last few weeks, and uh, if you listen to it right before you go to bed, you're probably going to cry. If you listen to it while you're driving, you're probably going to cry. If you listen to it while you're doing anything, you're probably going to cry. So just listen to this right here. So be peace with yourself. All right, we're back. The Expanse season four. 
Spoiler zone. Everyone dies. Yay! Yay! Death. Big death fan. Well, an entire kind of civilization dies, kind of. Like, yeah. the rest of them, the proto-molecule is That's all true. dead. Proto-molecule is dead. <clears throat> a lot of people um, die in this season, though. A, a lot of death. A lot of death. A lot of death. So, uh, here's the uh, breakdown of the uh, season real quick. Um, most of the story takes place on a new planet called Illus. Um, and the Rosanati is sent there to figure out what is going on with the proto-molecule there. If it's there and if it's uh, active or if it's dead. Um, and also figure out if it's safe for people to actually start colonizing. Well, before they get there, the Belters and people from GRC, is that correct? Yep. Show up and uh, it's a land war, a battle for the land. Um, GRC is led by the dickhead Mercury who is played by the beautiful, wonderful actor that can pull off these psychopath characters. Burn uh, Gorman. Burn Gorman. God dang. I wish they would show him in a good role. Like I'd love to see him in a funny role. role. But he, he, did, he, he did have a little bit of a funny role in Pacific Rim. But now that he was he's just guy. like typecast for a bad guy, He's it's just got to He has that, that fucking look. He has the look. He has the it's look. It's so true. Uh, so Holden and his crew are uh, there at Illus, and uh, Miller shows back up um, trying to uh, figure out what's going on with the proto-molecule, what happened to the people that created the proto-molecule, and uh, Miller ends up turning on the planet. Um, and Not in a sexual way. Not in a sexual way. He literally wakes the planet up yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to its new sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> um, It it's, never knew it was going to happen. Year. It's a new year. It's a new year. It's a new me. <laughs> I'm going to lose that weight finally. Hey, it did try to blow some of itself up, so it That's would. That's true. That's um, true. Anyway, so Miller uh, turns on this planet, and the planet starts to go into devastation mode, uh, and it almost causes all the ships that are... Um, hovering above it in the out, out of the atmosphere to um, lose their engine, uh, their power source, so they might end up crashing out of the sky. Which is um, a pretty legitimate scientific thing. Yeah, like the expanse state, despite the fact that it's got you know like very alien species things that yeah. happen in it, it stays very rooted in reality, yeah. which I love. So uh, Holden's job is to figure out how to help Miller shut off this planet. And he has to explore the ancient ruins of, uh, whatever the alien technology is left behind. Um, well on, uh, that planet, uh, uh, everything else is going on outside of there. So on earth, uh, Christian, who is the ambassador of the UN, basically president of the world, um, is in an election battle with a younger, more liberal, uh, pers- uh, person who is trying to get colonization to start up immediately. And mm-hmm. Christian's saying, we need to take the slow, safe path. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then on Mars, Mars is in fucking anarchy. Yes. Uh, which it's is literally crazy. falling apart. So Mars could be equated to uh, old uh, school Soviet Union or China. Um, very uh, not socialist, uh um, what's the other term? Communist. 
very communist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, everybody's got a purpose on Mars. Everybody's got to have a job. You're working for the betterment of Mars. But make now Mars with, great again. Make Mars great again. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now with all the uh, uh, rings open for other worlds, there's no need to focus on the terraforming of Mars. So uh, people that were loyal to Mars end up jumping ship essentially. And and but the, what I like about that concept is that there are also people who are like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like our we've spent generations trying to make Mars this habitable place. Yep. And these people came over with with knowing that they would die to set up the future for yes. their for their generations. And now we're just gonna dip yep. and go somewhere else. Yep. Like that's not what we want. So there's like. There's a bunch of tensions rising all over the place. It's so that's yeah. I love that's probably my favorite part of season four. Yeah. It's like that disconnect between some people and Mars. Yeah. Um. So everybody's in chaos outside it, uh, in this season, as it should be for any good yeah. television show. Um. We definitely feel like we're building towards a powder keg, <clears throat> even though we have now the world's expanded, um, and we have places where people can live. Um, people are going to rush to get their claim um, so that they could have power and money and stuff like that. And the Belcher community, they're having some infighting with some uh, people that are uh, uh, revolutionaries, I guess you could say, um, who are trying to cause chaos within uh, the Earth and Mars um, in the Belcher community. Yeah. So. I like it. Um, Clay's yeah. Ashford. Yeah. Badass as always. Dude, so the stuff that went on with the Belters was really cool, uh, specifically Ashford. Um, when he was introduced in the third season, it was questionable what he was going to bring to the table. Yeah. He just seemed at the first like he was that character that was just put in there to be a, uh, uh, a stumbling block for Holden to yeah. kind of finish his mission. Um and in this season, like it showed up, like he wasn't necessarily because you could correct me if I'm wrong on this more. So Ashford was more of this old school pirate back in the day. Yeah. And, um, in this season, this new season more now than ever, he's gotten a much older, wiser perspective. He's on more it. of an officer. He, you he's know, realized yeah. that like, yeah, in our younger days, we did need a pirate to be able to survive, um, and really make something for ourselves. But now there's opportunity, and I realize that maybe I didn't take all the right paths yeah. in my younger years. I completely agree. Um, and, and and spoiler alert for his death, I think I think like that send off is perfect. It is one of the most badass deaths that I have seen in a TV series, especially like The Expanse. Yes. in a long time. Yeah, the guy went out in death like a fucking champ. Yeah. Um, so just a quick, uh, end uh, towards get to the end of it. Um, so he, uh, he goes out on his own. He, he leaves his post as like captain of this main, uh, guard for the rings and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he sets out to find, uh, this basically the traitor in the, uh, Belters, um, uh, world. And, uh, Marcus, you're not getting help from me on this one. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, God. Uh, Naomi's ex ex-boyfriend. Yeah. I know that. Um, he goes to find him because he knows that he's up to something shady 
to try and stir up the pot between Earth, Mars, and the Belters. Um, <clears throat> so when he gets, uh, Ashford ends up getting captured by um, uh, Marcos, and they uh, are going to space him. And when they're spacing him, the big bad obviously ends up telling the 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 good guys what their plan is, and uh, Ashford uh, ends up recording it and sending it out as a message. But as they're going to space him, uh, Ashford uh, is asked a couple questions, and uh, uh, one of one of my favorite lines to him is Marcos uh, saying, "Oh, you're not going to fight me back." He's like. Why would I waste this precious last moments on that? So like, good. So good. Like that was the first step of like, oh, he's taking it on the yeah, chin. Yeah, he, he he's knows. taking he it. Knows and um he's... and then when they're about to open up the doors to space him, he turns to face death and he gets in a like soldier pose. Yeah. Um, hands behind the back. He's ready for war. He's, he's ready. ready to go. Yeah. And he starts singing an executioner song. So fucking Good. So good. I have so much end. mad respect. And the guy that the the actor that played him is just did a phenomenal a legend. job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, David Stratham is yep. the name. Um, what I liked about that send off is that it definitely shows that the that the show is not afraid to keep characters on longer than they need to be. Yes, which is great. He served his purpose. He served his purpose, and, and then he died. Yep. Which is which is what you need in those shows because yep. otherwise you just end up with characters who you're like, "Why the fuck are you here?" Yep. Um. So I I loved that. I yeah. That was perfect send off for him. Um. Yeah. Yeah. The show, the this season as a whole was probably my favorite. And they didn't try to soften certain blows and characters. Um, one of the characters that came into play this uh, season was Way. She was uh, Murtry's the bad guy on Ilsa's uh, right hand man, right hand mm-hmm. woman, um, and uh, she was also a love interest of Amos. Um, his booty call, booty call, and uh, she was kind of our fixture of like. Uh, showing us the difference between Amos and Murtry, who those two characters were and why they were different. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> you'd think she would get some plot armor being Amos's uh, girlfriend. Nope. But they did not pull punches with them. They, they showed Amos to be the Amos that we grow. Yeah. Grew to he, love. He, yeah. He ended up, ended up killing a uh, way um, to make sure that Holden stayed alive. Um, and so good. He almost sacrificed himself in the end. Uh, but luckily, Amos, like, being a crew on the Rosanati. Got that plot armor. <laughs> got that rusty plot armor. Survived to fight a new day to kill another motherfucker. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I loved... I, I thought Way was going to survive at first. I thought she was going to be a, a, a Mao character from the third season who ended up sacrificing herself. Um, to make sure that Holden's plan was going to go through. Um, so, but uh, they ended up killing her off. I was pleasantly surprised by um, them doing that. I agree. Sorry. Um, Bobby, too. Bobby, yeah. Bobby Draper. <laughs> I love Christian's line at the end of the season. She's um, like, Bobby, your timing is shit. Timing is shit. Because, <laughs> like, they have a meetup. So, Bobby uh, comes back to Mars. Um, we find out that she has been, uh, discharge, uh, dishonorably discharged from the Martian, uh, Navy, uh, or Martian Marines. Um, she is now, uh, trying to figure out how to survive on Mars. 
Um, jobs are not lucrative. Uh, she gets approached because her nephew is a dumbass getting into drugs, uh, <laughs> drug sales. Um, and she gets herself stuck into criminal enterprise and, uh, over time she kind of becomes okay with it. Yeah. Cause um, she's doing something cause she's doing something and she thinks that she's doing it for, uh, good reasons at first to keep her nephew out of harm. And then she also tends to think like, Oh, I can make money and we're not actually doing anything do, that's going right, to be bad. Like right. we're not giving them weapons. Yeah. Little did she know. Little did she um, know. So, uh, Bobby realizes that Mars is not the same Mars. And if she wants to protect that for the future, she needs to get with her true ally. Um, and that's always been Christian. Like, Lover, hater, like Christian, like as little as she was in this season, she really fucking shined. Like yeah. she was a lion yes. in this. Yeah. And uh, she's always been. And she's always been. But like this one, she was not taking any shit from yeah. anybody this yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah. Same um, thing with her book character is like, I get that feeling when I was reading it. Cause I read the books after I had seen the first season Yeah, and I was like, that is the perfect casting for Christian. Oh, she did so good. I've seen her in a couple other things and she definitely has that like ferocious flair yeah. to her and she, stuff like that. She's a strong, independent woman. Yep. But, uh, but she is already resigned. Yep. Uh, and so that was kind of, that was kind of a fun, fun way to end that for yeah. this season. I can't wait to see you what kind of drama ensues for Gao taking over the position. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I wonder if it's going to be one of those things where she realizes that Christian was right all along. I got a feeling that's going to be the way it goes. I loved that line where she was like, I think I'm right, but I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Oh, so good. Yeah. So good. (laughs) So good. Um, it's the inner, it's, it's, it's also showcasing a lot of the ways what they did in this season two that I thought was good from a, a theme arc. It's um, the old versus the new ideals. Yeah. Um, it's why can't we take a second to listen to the wiser, older voice in this situation um, and bring that into play? Like that was the diff- that was the difference between uh, Marcos and Ashford. And this is the difference between Christian and uh, Gal. Totally. Um, that they're on the opposite spectrums of things. And like, if they're just for a second, listen to their elders. And then you got James Holden out on his own. He's kind of like figured out. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, we're not here to kick off anybody else. We're not here to play mediator between you and fuckos from GRC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're here to solve the problem because that's, that's what has the big. Yeah. Thing. That's what matters. Um, that's what matters. Yeah. And it's kind of cool that like he's in the middle generation, yeah. um, of things. Uh, so I like that theme playing out throughout totally. the series this totally. season. So I thought they did a great job. So what do you give the season overall? Ooh, Eight and a half out of ten. Eight and a half out of ten. Yeah, I'd probably be at a strong eight. Yeah, strong eight. Yeah, yeah. It is so good. There are some issues that I had with it, but like overall, like the storytelling was like really well done. I liked how it was. It wasn't as big and as expansive because the other seasons, especially the third season, there was so many pieces uh, to yeah. kind of come to that end story. Yeah. Uh, so many different story arcs, whereas this one really only had like. Like it had one main arc and then it had like maybe three or four smaller arcs. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I thought it was so yeah. good for what it was. So. Yeah. Um, Chibola Burn, the book, was probably my least favorite okay. of the books. So that kind of swayed some of my opinion in there. But definitely like a five or nine out of ten for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, on to the Know Something quiz. Let's do it. All right. Cue the music. Cue the music. It is time for the Know Something quiz. You know I record that new each time. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> All right, now we are 18 tonight. I thought you were about to clap. <laughs> it's just, I was just like going you, like this. Yeah, the way you had your hands. I was like, what, what's he going for I was there? doing the evil like finger <laughs> thing. It's really? because you, you know you're about to stump me on these. Maybe, I'm, like, my, I'm so spacey today. I'm, I'm just going to mess all these up. Uh, so the score this week is 18 to 17. Uh, I'm one ahead of Luke. One uh, point ahead Just of like me. squeezed it in there. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways, so uh, we have questions on season four of The Expanse. Luke, hit me. How does Oren Lee escape cap- captivity from Clay's Ashford? I don't even remember Oren Lee. It's in the second to last episode. Oh, oh, oh. Are you talking about the Martian dude? He uh, he blows to get the 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 pliers to bounce off the wall. Nice, in, uh, love zero that. G. Thought that was great. Yeah, thought that was great. Good. He doesn't get away though. He ends up getting shot. I said escape captivity. That's he didn't what he escape. Did. He captivity. escaped captivity. For he was a captive, <laughs> and then he. <laughs> And, and he didn't escape shit, no, dude. He, he, he was, still no, got no, shot. He was a captive, and then he was dead. But he escaped captivity before he died. No, he didn't get out of that room. He got out of his chain. Yeah, still, that's, I would he's count still that captive. as escape from captivity. He's, okay, how about this? How about this? How does Oren Lee get freed from his chains? When pliers. he was captured by Clay Ashford. I, nice. I, actually, I think he stabs the dude with the pliers, and then he takes his keys and lets himself out. Yeah, probably. that's true. Anyways, still won it. Still got three, three pointers on that one. All right, here's my first one. How does Amos prove to Way he'll never lie to her? By literally killing her. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Fucked up, but hilarious yeah, when you fuck, think about fucked it. Fucked up, but true to his word. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm glad that you got that right, even though I was like, damn it. It's too much. It's too It's too easy. I got to write this one down, bro. All right. Why doesn't... I'm going to butcher these names, because another... One of my only other problems with the show is they, they don't do pronounce it to- the way that you pronounce it. Oh, sure. Book. but But also just like... They have very fantasy names. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? yeah, Where yeah. it's like, just just call him Dan, would you? Yep. Please just call him Dan. Um, why doesn't LV Okoye initially follow Holden uh, into the hole when he jumps in? She's the doctor chick, right? She's the doctor chick. Why doesn't she go in? You got me. Really? Yeah. Okay. Holden, Miller? Holden prevents her because Miller oh, disappears. Oh, yes. Anytime somebody someone, else is yeah, around. God dang it, that's right. Damn it. Man. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm still ahead of you by you're, one point. You're still ahead by one point. Here's my chance, baby. Here's yeah, my chance. I got a feeling that I'm going to fuck myself on these. Uh, what does Christian confess to Gao about the cost of power if you're not wise? Oh, that's in her like final speech to her. 
I'm right? not giving you any hints. Um, fuck you then, buddy. Yes, it is. I was just kidding. Yes, no, it's just... in her final speech. Don't look that shit up. I'm not sorry. <laughs> I got staring t- at your phone I trying to Google t- it. I got a text. Did you have Surrey on and you're courting me and like asking the question and is she gonna pull it up for you? I don't know the answer. You I don't, don't know. You don't? No, I don't. Oh can, can you give me a little hint? You don't plan for the life after. Oh shit, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Which was like Cool that they went there with her husband. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cost of power, man. Fuck. Okay. I might be able to sucks? still be ahead. I have to think of a different question now. No, really? Yeah. Which? What was your... Uh... It was going to be, when does Christian know she's been defeated in the in the race? Oh, when she's... Oh, when they... Uh, the belters and stuff. Wow, okay. I'll keep this as my question then. When does she know she's defeated in the race? Yeah. It was after that uh, they got news that Illus, um, the protomolecule, has been destroyed. Yeah, I suppose you could count that. I was looking for more of a personal answer. Well, when her husband left her. Yeah. Um, after, well, I guess you could say that uh, she realized it when... Uh, her husband was telling her that she needed to go alone, alone. to Lunas. Yeah. So. Fair. Yeah. I helped you a little bit, but you got there. Yeah. I'll give you. I'll give you full. I'll, okay. I'll give you full credit okay. for that. I'll give you okay. full credit for that. Damn, I totally because like you were like, oh, I'm really glad they went that way with her husband, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what were Holden's last words to Miller? Um, rain doesn't have any taste. Something like that. Like like rain doesn't taste like anything. Or, yeah. yeah. Rain is water. Yeah. Yep. And then technically he gets another nice moment. Yeah, him, yeah. That's where like, I was gonna do the technicality. Peace, buddy. Yeah, that's where uh, I was gonna do the technicality if I was like But I got there. I got both of them. <laughs> so there you have it. <laughs> so we're so we're still uh You're still one point ahead I'm of me. Still one point ahead of you. Wait, no, you got one wrong. Ah! You you got one wrong too. Did I? Yeah. Oh yeah, we are. We're still yeah. we're still tied. We're still yeah. tied. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> or no no no, you're still you're still one ahead. Yeah, I'm twenty uh twenty four to your twenty three. No. Yeah. Because twenty four is divisible by three. Eighteen plus six is twenty four. Did I lose one point? No, you're seventeen. Okay. Yep. Okay. <laughs> math, man, math. No, no, it wasn't math. I just forgot what the numbers were. <laughs> I thought I thought I thought I thought I had given you one point or something like that the last time. Nah, nah. So I thought you had broken off the chain of three. No, I didn't think it was. I gave me you. Who had I gave you two points. That's what had happened. You got half that question right. That's what had happened. A little okay. more than half. There you go. Um. Anyways, that's it for this week. Uh. Next week. Uh. Shit. I had it. Oh, I that's on it. me. That's on you. It's yeah. on me. Yeah. Next week we're gonna be talking about insert topic here. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm so excited to talk about that. that. I'm so excited. We'll have to figure it out. That's one of my favorites, as you know. Yeah, totally. I love We're not making this up at all. I love talking about that particular topic. We totally have a clue what we're talking about when we're excited. Absolutely, we do. Yeah, because I'm so excited to talk about it. 
Anyways, when we discuss that next week, uh, but until then, please subscribe, uh, tell all your friends about us, uh, share us on the social medias. Um, and you can check us out on, uh, Facebook, um, just search know nothing nerds. You can follow us on Twitter at can nerds, or you can snail mail us at Gmail, um, through know nothing nerds at gmail.com. Um, don't forget to subscribe, even though I told you to do that. Uh, but we'll see you next week. Bye. Fix you.